So hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to be revealing the truth about the Couch to 5K, specifically for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So a lot of women we've worked with in their 40s and 50s have tried running or couch to 5k as a way to lose weight and tone up. But something we see time and time again is women who are going out running every single week, working really hard, but not seeing any results in the mirror. And that can be really, really frustrating. If you're running miles and miles every single week, sweating buckets onto the pavement and stepping on the scales, seeing zero movement, you're pounding away with your feet, you're ending up with sore knees, hips, or sore backs, which can lead to long-term injury as well. Um, worrying that nothing is gonna get them the body they want. And that that extra weight around the middle is just part of the aging process, which it's actually not, we'll explain why. Um, and there's so many women we've worked with who are kind of dressing to cover up problem areas instead of wearing the clothes that they like. And all of this can be incredibly frustrating when you're putting in loads and loads of effort and not seeing any results. Maybe you can relate to that yourself. But the reason that this happens is simple. Running is not actually the ideal way to drop a dress size when you're over 40. So in today's podcast, we're going to explain exactly why running and couch to 5k don't give the best possible results for women in their 40s and 50s. And we're going to reveal the exercise plan that we use with our clients to help them drop two dress sizes to feel amazing in all their clothes and regain their confidence in just 12 weeks. So let's get straight into it. And first of all, I want to kind of, before we get into the reasons why, I just want to talk about the fact that a lot of people do think that you have to run to lose weight or they think it might be the best way to lose weight or the best way to burn fat or burn calories or that they may have kind of come up with that logic it kind of makes sense when you when you look at it on a, on a, on a surface level i suppose because they look at runners and a lot of you know really fast runners are pretty thin um and running is good for a few things. So running is really good for improving cardiovascular fitness if you're already relatively lean and you don't have any issues with your joints. If you're already relatively lean, you don't have any issues with your back, your knees, your hips, your ankles, then you can improve your cardiovascular fitness. So how, how hard you can push when exercising, doing running. It's also quite good for mental health. So a lot of people find it quite good for mental health. If you can run steadily, for a decent distance and a decent pace without struggling. So without finding it really, really hard. But what a lot of people don't realize is that very few people actually get, in our experience, get thin through running. And there's, there's some good reasons for this, especially as they get older. So often what you'll find is people who advocate running and who say, you know, you should go running to, to lose weight. They're people who are already thin, which means Sure, they're thin and they run, but they never actually had to lose loads of weight through running. They never actually did that. What they've done is they've maintained, which is completely different and much, much easier. They've maintained whilst running, not to lose weight. That's often the case. And it can actually be a very, very hard way to lose weight through running. And you might not see any results at all for a lot of hard work and a lot of effort. So we're going to hopefully save you some of that struggle today by talking about you know the best way to actually do that, but also go in more depth into why running um running is perhaps not the best thing for women over 40 who do want to lose weight so ben why don't you kick it off with the, the first reason 
So the first reason that running and couch 5k may not be the ideal thing for women over 40 is that intense cardio exercise triggers a large stress response that makes losing weight more difficult. So your body responds to all different types of stress the same way. So, you know, when we talk about stress, that could be work stress, that could be physical stress from exercise. It could be stress from reducing calories, stress from reduced sleep. It can be anything. But all of those things, what happens is they increase your level of cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone in your body. So when your levels of cortisol are elevated and sort of chronically elevated all of the time, this can lead to leptin resistance. And leptin is a hormone which controls your hunger and cravings. So that can increase your cravings. So you can start to crave unhealthy foods more than you normally would. It can lead to insulin resistance, which makes it more likely that you're going to store fat and more likely that you're going to store fat around the middle. And it can also lead to thyroid deregulation. So the thyroid is responsible for your metabolism. So what that means is your metabolism can end up slower as a result of that increased stress and increased cortisol. So intense exercise stresses the body and increases those cortisol levels significantly and triggers that kind of stress response from your body. As you get older, that stress response also becomes bigger and it lasts for longer. So for men and women, as they get, as, as both men and women get older, you, you'll have more of a stress response to the given amount of stress that you're experiencing. But for women, this increases three times more than it is for men. So women are particularly susceptible to this increased stress and elevated cortisol. So what this can lead to is it can make sticking to healthy eating much, much more difficult. If you're constantly hungry, you're constantly craving unhealthy foods, it can be very, very difficult to make the right choices. It can also lead to worse results because if you've got a slower metabolism, you're not being as consistent and you've also got that insulin resistance, which is making you store more weight around the middle, it can mean that your results in the mirror are not gonna be as good. And especially around the middle, it can lead to stubborn body fat, which is difficult to get rid of unless you can do something to bring those stress levels down. So if you're doing intense cardio as a woman over 40, it's kind of like you're driving along the road, you've got your accelerator down, you're putting all this effort into the running, but you've also got the brake pedal down at the same time. So this stress response is like the brake, which is putting the, it's putting the brakes on your results, stopping you from seeing the results you want. So the solution to this is essentially to lift off that brake pedal, to keep the accelerator down, but to lift off that brake pedal. And the way to do this is to pick a type of exercise that still gets you good results, um, but in a way that doesn't spike that stress response. So you want something that keeps your cortisol levels and your stress levels low to moderate, but also gets you the best possible result. And a quick kind of hint to the solution. Um, in fact, no, I'll leave the solution to the end. All you need to know for now is you just need to know you need to pick a type of exercise which keeps your cortisol levels low to moderate. I like it. Uh, the, the, the tea. So we'll, we'll reveal the best sort of exercise for women over 40 towards the end. So do stick around. So the next reason then why running in the couch to 5k is perhaps not a great choice if you do want to lose weight as a woman over 40 is that running is very hard on your knees and very hard on your joints if you're carrying, well, it is anyway, but especially if you're carrying excess weight. If you're carrying excess weight, it's going to be much, much worse for your joints. And here's the thing, again, as I said earlier, most people who recommend running are already relatively slim and light. And for those people, they can run relatively safely. It's still not great as you get older. It still can cause problems as you get older. However, for weight loss, running can cause a lot of problems. So 
the main statistic that kind of will summarize all this is that impact forces so these are the forces on your joints so on your knees the impact forces during running can be up to five and a half times your body weight so let's say you weigh 70 kilos so you weigh around 11 stone if you're heavier than this your impact forces will be higher still if you're lighter they'll obviously be a bit lower but if you weigh 70 kilos you'll be putting 385 kilos or 60 stone through each knee when running which is a crazy amount. Imagine carrying someone who was 60 stone or carrying, I don't know, someone you know who's, let's say, 10 stone, carrying six of those people and you're walking around. Imagine how bad that would be for your joints. You probably wouldn't do it. Or if you've ever been in a gym and lifted a, a barbell before, imagine that with 385 kilos on it or 60 stone on it. I think you'd struggle to take that. You probably could stand there with it just like you can run, but it's not going to be good for your body. You know that. So it's the same thing with running. You're slamming your knees and your joints into the ground, your ankles, your knees, your hips, all of these things are going to be taking all of that impact. And what tends to happen is it will quickly deteriorate your joints. So you'll get knee pain, you'll get hip pain, you'll get back pain. And in my experience, most of the time, this results in people having to stop anyway. So the more you build up your distance with running, if you're carrying extra weight, what you're then going to have to do is, you know, you're probably going to end up having to stop because you've got all this extra pain. So what we recommend you do is you pick a type of exercise that's much more gentle on the joints. Really, as I'm sure you're aware, as you get older, you can't just do anything like you could in your 20s and 30s and get away with it. You kind of have to be a bit more specific and pick something that's right for you, that's gonna look after your body so you can be fit and healthy for as long as possible. And again, as Ben teased earlier, we're gonna reveal exactly what that exercise is in just a very short while. So do stick around for that. So that's the second reason why, again, we don't really recommend running and a couch to 5K if you're carrying excess weight because it's gonna be really hard on your knees and your joints. And it's just gonna make all of those knee and joint pains worse and worse. So the next thing about running is that it doesn't actually burn that many calories. So running a 5K will burn around 300 calories for the average woman. And if you're doing kind of couch 5k style, so you're running some and you're walking some, it will burn less. So it might burn around 200 calories or so. And that's only going to be the equivalent amount of calories that you'll find in a glass of wine or a small chocolate bar, half a piece of cake, one grande latte from Starbucks or two chocolate digestives. So it doesn't take much food to, um, to kind of counterbalance all of the good, good effort you've put in with that running. And, and as we said before, like if you've done that, if you're doing that, that kind of intense cardio, it's raising your hunger hormones and you start craving cake and chocolate and all of these things, it's very easy to undo all of your hard work by eating the wrong things. And the reality is you can't really out-exercise the wrong diet. Um, another thing to, to kind of mention as well is if you're, let's say the benefit you're getting from running of burning 200 calories, one thing we get some of our clients to do instead is just make sure they up their overall activity level. So if you were to go out and just walk an extra 5,000 steps a day, which might be like a short walk in the morning and a very short walk in the afternoon, just kind of break your day up with a couple of walks, you could, you'll burn an additional 200 calories just from staying more active and just from doing more steps walking, but without overstressing your body. But the solution really is that you need to get your diet right. And this will be unique to you. So this needs to factor in your age, your height, your weight, your activity level, your hormonal state, and any other medical conditions or kind of dieting history, which may also affect things. So yeah, running as a way to burn calories doesn't burn loads. And it's not necessarily going to be the solution to your problems if you don't have the right approach with your nutrition as well. 
yeah it's so easy to be like i've done that run so now i can have this piece of cake and actually you've probably just eaten back way more than you've just burnt on that run and that runs made you hungrier so yeah it's very easy to end up in that trap where you think you're doing you're actually achieving something and really you're not going you know you're not really achieving much at all Mm. now the last reason then that we don't really recommend doing running or couch to 5k um for a lot of our clients so for women over 40s because steady state cardio especially for longer durations it starts to burn muscle in preference to fat so you might think that actually I'm, 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 I'm burning loads of fat by doing this, but actually you might not be burning that much fat. You might also be burning some muscle. So the more muscle you have, this is, I'm just going to give you a background to why you might, might want more muscle. The more muscle you have, the more toned you'll be. So younger people typically have more muscle, you know, they're more active and that means they'll be, they'll be strong. They'll be toned. They'll be firm. As you get older, a lot of people will lose muscle, especially if they do lots of cardio and things like this. They do a lot of crash diets and stuff like that as well you end up more flabby. More muscle also mean you'd be stronger. So you just feel more energetic. You will be able to, you know, if you're on a family walk and there's a hill, you'll be able to power up that hill where someone with less muscle will be really struggling to get up that hill. Or you'll be able to walk upstairs without getting out of breath where someone with less muscle will be really tired after walking up those stairs as well. And then the, the last and probably most important thing about muscle is the more muscle you have, and we're not saying you need to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, bodybuilder here. You just need to have you know, a reasonable amount of muscle, but the more muscle you have, the faster metabolism will be. And as you get older, your body loses muscle more easily, especially with the wrong type of exercise. So what will happen is if you do loads of cardio, you do all this jogging, you'll think you're going to get more toned and strong, but actually you're going to get flabbier and flabbier as you burn this muscle. You may also end up with more belly fat because as Ben said, you kind of, kind of um, increasing these cortisol levels, which means you're more like store fat around the middle. And you're also, because, because you're burning muscle as you do this, you're slowing your metabolism down, which means you're going to have to eat less and less and less just to maintain your weight, let alone lose that weight. So really, it's a bit of a false economy. You do kind of end up in this state where you're having to do more and more and more cardio or eat less and less and less and less just to maintain your weight. And it's a little bit of a, a trap, this cardio trap. Um, and it's something you really, really do want to avoid. So as you can see today, then we've gone through a lot of reasons why cardio and specifically running is not a great idea or the couch to 5k because it's going to trigger that stress response which makes losing weight hard it's going to be hard on your knees and joints which is obviously not going to be very comfortable and often mean you're going to have to stop doing it anyway um it doesn't actually burn that many calories it's very easy to eat it back and that running is going to make you hungrier and then lastly it's going to burn that muscle which means in the long run you're going to be flabbier and it's going to be harder and harder to keep the weight off as your metabolism slows down so ben what is a better option then because obviously that's not like you can see why that's clearly not going to work that well what can people do that does work well for women over 40 because there is still hope so the first thing i'd recommend is just make sure that you're doing the right type of exercise for you so for you and for your goal so you know if your goal is to be good at running then running is probably the right exercise for you you know if your joints are all in good condition you're not carrying excess weight and you're training for a half marathon running is going to be the ideal thing but if you are carrying excess weight, you're just looking to drop a couple of dress sizes, see some results on the scales, get the body you want, get fit to get healthier. Running is not going to be the best way to get you there. So any kind of this also applies to any kind of other hit training, high impact cardio, anything that puts a lot of stress on your body and stress on your joints. 
all of these things would be absolutely fine if your life was very relaxed and your life was very easy if you're in your 20s and 30s however after turning 40 it's really important to keep those stress levels under control if you want to lose weight if you want to see the best results of your body therefore the thing to focus on instead is exercise that will still get you good results but without spiking those stress hormone levels too high so what we would recommend is low impact strength training or we call it list training and that basically involves lifting weights in a slow and controlled manner so any kind of weight-based exercise where it's nice slow control movements lifting weights putting them back down again um, these this type of exercise is still going to burn calories like other forms of exercise but it's also got a number of added benefits for example it keeps the stress hormone levels low so that your body is kept in a state where it's easier to lose weight. It, so you can avoid those increased hunger hormones and increased cravings. You can avoid um, the insulin resistance and, and stored weight around the middle. You can avoid that having an impact on your metabolism. Uh, you, can, you can see the best possible results without if you avoid keeping your stress hormones, uh, avoid spiking those stress hormones. Second thing is low impact strength training will increase your muscle mass, which will make you feel firmer or make you feel more toned, will make you have you know, more shape to your body, um, as well as increasing your metabolism. So the more muscle mass you have, the faster your metabolism, and the faster your metabolism is, the easier it is to maintain your results and keep the weight off long-term. So low impact strength training is amazing for that. And the third thing, is it can help to increase your bone density as well. So bones are basically, um, when you load your bones, when you put weight on your bones, you carry weight on your bones, you hold heavy things, it basically signals to your body that you need to have a strong skeleton. So it will, your body will keep your bone density at a good level. Um, and as you get older, one thing that can happen is your bone density starts to reduce. So this can basically help to combat that and help you to combat things like osteoporosis. So what we'd recommend to do and what our, what our clients do is basically doing this three times per week. So three to four times a week. Um, it doesn't need to be a huge amount. It could be 30 to 40 minutes of lifting weight. So in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to take up a huge amount of time, but that's all you need to do to see amazing results. You've just got to do that consistently three to four times a week and you'll see excellent results. Um, we do this for all of our clients inside of our Fit Over 40 program. They don't do any cardio, they don't do any running, they don't do any high impact exercise. All we recommend for them is they do their three to four um, list training sessions per week. And we also recommend, as I kind of touched on before, just making sure they keep their activity level at a decent level. So avoiding just sitting down all day at the computer or in front of the TV, getting out for a couple of walks, doing those strength training sessions, and that's it. They're able to see amazing results. And one really good example of those results is one of Rob's clients, Julie. And we've got a bit of a success story to go through from her. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just quickly read this out for you then. So this is from Julie. Um, you can see the full interview actually at our web, on our website at trinitytransformation.co.uk um, and, and on fit40info.com. So either of those addresses, you can see the full interview I did with Julie. Or you can go back to the podcast episode I did with Julie. But let's, let's just read this short version out. So Julie said, before joining, I weighed 92 kilos, which is the heaviest I've ever been. I felt lethargic, unhealthy, embarrassed, and unhappy. I was squeezing into size 14 elasticated waists and bursting out of size 16 tops. I tried Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Joe Wicks, intermittent fasting, low carb, cardio, and running. So she'd also tried just the kind of stuff we're talking about today. 
She said, I made amazing progress with Trinity from day one. I lost a stone in three weeks and I've just continued to lose weight whilst gaining strength, energy and bags of confidence. I've lost 22 inches in 24 weeks and a total of 14.4 kilos and seven inches from my waist. I now have a waist. My jeans are a size 12 and I'm going to need a belt soon. I've never needed a belt in my life before. I wear fitted tops without needing to cover up over the top. I feel energized and motivated and excited to see what the next 12 weeks brings. I was skeptical how two young men could possibly know more about the female metabolism and menopause than I did. And I was worried about calorie counting as this was something I'd always steered clear of. And my ability to achieve and maintain my motivation was something I was also worried about. However, my three biggest wins in the program so far are believing in myself and I believe that I can now do this. I've also discovered my waist and I haven't seen this for years and have a huge confidence and energy boost. I have a much flatter stomach and abdomen now. I have waist definition and definition on my sternum. I never knew this was a thing. I can buy clothes and be confident they'll fit, but need to get used to confidently buying smaller sizes. I have tons more energy and confidence. I no longer hide away from photographs and amazed at the comments I get from friends and family. Trinity has changed my life completely. So Julie did our Fit Over 40 program, as Ben said. Um, she's achieved amazing results there, as you can hear. And um, she did all of that without any cardio at all. So she didn't do any running. She just did those three uh, low impact strength training sessions a week, as Ben mentioned, 30, 40, 40, 45 minutes max. And um, she was able to lose, I think it was a stone, as she said, in three weeks. So pretty amazing. And she continued to lose a lot more as well. So that's the kind of results you can get without doing any running, without doing any cardio, without needing to do anything as hard as the couch to 5K. If you are interested in finding out more about that and our Fit Over 40 program, Ben, where can people go? To find out more about that and find out more about the Fit Over 40 program, which Julie followed, just go to www.fit40info.com and you can get all of the details on that page. So that just about wraps it up for today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode. We'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.